here. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour, schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Lindsay Richland on the line, and she's the professor of education over at the University of California, Irvine. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so I'm excited to get more into what you're doing as a professor of education over at uh, University of California, Irvine. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in your career? Um, sure. So I, you know, as a as a kid, I was always babysitting and interested in school. Then, then in college, um, I started to uh, get interested in research and, and sort of really looking at the um, the foundation of our knowledge about how schools work, how kids learn, how people manage stress and anxiety. You know, um, we know a lot about these things, but we really have only scratched the surface in all of these areas. So um, I got really interested in doing work that helped us understand these questions a little better. Um, so I went into graduate school at UCLA, um, got my PhD at UCLA, and um, I joined uh, the faculty at UCI after that, moved to University of Chicago for uh, about seven years, and now I'm back at UC Irvine because Southern California just calls in a lovely way, and actually, you know, UC Irvine is a really exciting, growing new school, um, serving a really important, you know, broad population, and, and actually number one as far as um, uh, providing, you know, financial sort of uh, money uh, magazine rated them number one for boosting um, outcomes after uh, based on a college degree. So we feel really good about that. That's awesome. So, uh, so yeah. Lindsay, um, I, I love your story, by the way. So I, and I don't, I don't always get to talk to um, as many people that have gone the academia route, but I know there's some people mm -hmm. listening that, that are some new college grads and they're kind of making that decision of do they want to go to a private corporate or do they want to go stay in academia? Mm -hmm. um, what kind mm -hmm. of advice would you give them on kind of going that ac academia route? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great question. It's not the first career that people think of um, unless they – you know, while they were in, I would say while you're in college, if you are, you know, interested in some of these uh, big questions about, say, education or child development or really any field that you're working in, um, I would really highly encourage you to get engaged in a lab setting or get involved in research that's happening at your institution um, because uh, that's really the best way to find out, you know, whether this is something that really excites you or whether you know, there are a lot of nuts and bolts that go into research and whether those are just going to drive you out, right? Um, so, you know, getting a sense of that first is really important. And then as you, when you're, you know, once you've graduated, um, you know, thinking through your options, there are, in my field, you know, options include um, going into, um, uh, you know, PhD programs, master's programs. If you're interested in the clinical work, there's the PsyD programs. Um, there are social work degrees. If you're, I mean, so I'm a psychologist by training, though my work is in education, so I'm currently in a school of education. There are so many people who graduate with interest in doing clinical um, counseling, clinical research, um, clinical, uh, you know, doctorate degree programs. And I would just 
research, research, research the options before you make a choice um, because uh, some programs, you know, will end, will end up, um, you know, like a CIDI program if you're interested in doing clinical work that may end up costing you a lot and it's very hard, you know, to start a practice. It's a pretty saturated market. Um, whereas a social work degree is actually the fastest route often to a counseling practice. But if you're interested in the research side, I really encourage you to, um, you know, get involved in projects and, um, you know, even volunteering your time to learn about, you know, sort of be on the ground in research programs. That is a way to, um, you know, sort of make yourself marketable to a PhD program. And actually most PhD programs are fully paid for um, because you're brought in as really a, you know, in a mentoring environment. Um, so you, you know, you end up um, in a really, I think it's a, it's a really exciting place where, you know, you're kind of doing creative work, um, doing, working on different sorts of projects. And, and as a career, um, you know, the job market is tight, um, like many areas, but once you are in an academic job, it's just one of the best jobs that I could imagine. Um, because it's, you know, it's very um, self-driven. It's very much um, that you get to research projects that you're excited about. Um, so, you know, I think it's it's a really, it's a great career option that people don't always think about. That's awesome. Um, let's, uh, let's switch it up a bit. Let's get a little bit more mm -hmm. into uh, UCI, what you're doing over there, and a little bit further mm -hmm. into your program, please. Sure. Um, so I conduct research on children's thinking and learning. And so I'm really interested in how um, young children build their ability to do critical thinking, higher-order thinking, um, you know, the, the, how they learn how to build new knowledge. You know, this is something that in our information overload, you know, technologically advancing world, it doesn't mm -hmm. make so much sense to memorize lots of, you know, sort of the canon in particular areas, but rather, you know, we think it's really important for kids to know how to how to keep learning, right? How to keep, how to figure out which information is important, which isn't, how to solve new problems, how to be creative thinkers. Um, so we're interested in, in how that grows. Um, and we look at both um, sort of parenting practices and, and schooling practices that might support these skills. Um, we also look at um, some of the, um, I don't do brain work, but I do, I work with um, others who do. And so looking at sort of the cognitive resources that you know, can be harnessed and supported in order to um, allow for more of this kind of generative higher order thinking. Um, and actually, another area of work that I've been um, working, starting on is really looking at the role of stress and anxiety and how um, when you're under stress and under anxiety, you, you know, that can be motivating, but it can also kind of use those same resources, the same, you know, like higher order thinking resources that you would use um, for problem solving, instead they get turned to worry. So we actually become a little less creative, you know, mm. less able to solve problems. Um, so, you know, really trying to think of, to understand better how to um, balance those uh, those abilities. Are there any trends in the, in the, in the child learning area or cognitive, cognitive area, your, your neck of the world that you care to comment on? Um, well, I mean, there's, um, you know, one of the big issues that we have is that, you know, we're having a replication crisis, right? So some of the, there's a, an area of 
critical um, attention to a lot of the research that we do that, you know, people argue, well, you know, are are we sure that this information that is being put out as research and good science is um, something that's going to, you know, replicate and continue to be useful and informative um, beyond the scope of the particular study where it took place. So, you know, this is something that people are really thinking a lot about. Um, but, you know, it's the sort of thing that, um, you know, we, I, I, I don't know. So th anyway, this is one of the big sort of areas of our field. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, um, but on the other hand, you know, there's lots of really interesting and I think very important work that's going on. Um, that's, I, w I would say, you know, in the within the field, within the research area, there's a lot more push to um, understand uh, sort of the, the mind and the way that the brain works. Um, that's a really big area of work. But what I really like is uh, work that bridges that with actual application, right? So it's important to understand how the brain works. That's kind of a fun intellectual exercise, but it's also really important to think through how uh, we might, you know, harness that increase knowledge to teach better. Um, and so, you know, so that's something that people are doing in increasing ways. Um, and, and it could, you know, end up that we really need to rethink the way that we are teaching. You know, we've had a pretty stable set of subjects and a pretty stable way of organizing our classrooms for a very long time, you know, for, you know, 100 years or something like that, which the, the world has changed, you know, very much in that time. So, um, so there's there's a lot of thinking about technology and ways of, of sort of engaging um, you know resources beyond the you know sort of singular classroom uh, to build out that those skills. That's awesome. Uh, um, so so Lindsay, if somebody's listening to this and they want uh, more information on the UCI programs or to connect, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. So my I my I am. Well, my website is um, the UCI Science of Learning uh, dot com or dot org. Um, that's my website, so you can um, come to see me there. Um, there, and we have information on the lab and the, the work that we're doing, um, as long as, as well as links to publications. But we also um, would love to, you know, have you if you're interested potentially in graduate school. Um, we would love to tell you more about that, and you can find information at the School of Education's website at UCI. Um, and it's a really incredible program. It's really got many dynamic researchers, um, you know, just like very active, um, federally funded uh, research programs. And, um, and there's a lot of work that's thinking very hard about, you know, equity and, um, you know, sort of ensuring social justice and access to high quality education um, for all from you know, early childhood through um, high uh, higher education, so you know, um, community college and college levels, and you know, thinking about pathways to success. So there's a really broad uh, swath of research that's being conducted here, but um, lots of really interesting ones. So I would I would really recommend anyone go on our website, look around. Uh, if that might be of interest. That's awesome. Well, hey, Lindsay, I uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about the work you're doing as professor of education over at uh, University of California, Irvine. And to the audience, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Lindsay, thanks again for coming on the show.